Hey guys, it's Zach from the Round Earther Society, and I just wanted to provide a little bit of background to the episode you're about to hear. This is a crossover episode that will be released on two platforms, our platform, Round Earther Society, and the Better Ideas podcast platform. We met up with these guys and did a crossover episode. We'll both be releasing it. I hope that you guys go and check out their podcast, the Better Ideas Podcast. They're a great couple of guys, and we had a wonderful conversation with them. That being said, I want to give a quick forewarning that the following conversation is a little bit heavy and personal in nature. We talk about a lot of the same stuff Jesse and I talked about in our previous episode, and I just wanted to let you guys know that this was all very, you know, deeply personal, both to me and to Will from the Better Ideas podcast. And I just thought I should tell you before you jump into this, um, there's humor in there, but it's pretty heavy. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope our last episode went over well, even though it wasn't our typical thing. You can expect another episode from us next week. Jesse and I will be talking about Bigfoot. Oh boy. That's something I'm particularly excited about. So, now I'm going to plug our social media, so be prepared. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash respodcast. You can find us on Twitter at respodcast. And our SoundCloud website is, I'm sure you know, soundcloud.com slash respodcast. If you want to stay updated with everything, definitely check out our Facebook page. That's where we post most of our stuff. We try and tweet it out, but we have a lot of posts on there. We've talked about maybe doing some exclusive episodes for our Facebook followers. So definitely head over to that page. Give us a like so you're up to date on the latest episodes and all that kind of stuff. One more quick note. I have realized after two months of doing this, I did not enable our content for download. You have not been able to download things. That is 100% my bad. All of our episodes are still up, and they are all now available for download. So if you prefer to download your podcasts as opposed to stream them, those are going to be available for download now. I sincerely apologize. That was totally my bad. All right. All of that being said, let's jump into the episode, guys. Thank you. For thousands of years, we have known that unicorns are the most fuckable mythical creature and that the Earth is flat. Zack and Jesse beg to differ. Welcome to the Round Earthers Society. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So, I guess we could start out by saying this is our co-released Round Earther Society slash Better Ideas podcast episode. Mm-hmm. This is going to be awesome. I hope so. Yeah. I think it's going to be shit. It's going to be I actually, full I already hate both It's going to go really bad. <laughs> Alright, cancel the episode. I'm sick of looking We're at done. you fucks already. <laughs> <laughs> this is the collab. Why don't you guys go ahead and start and introduce yourself so you can... Know your voices. You, you go ahead, Zach? Sure. I'm I'm Zach. This is Zach. Uh, this is me, Zach, from the Round Earth Society. Zach. And this is Jesse. I'm the one with the better Jesse. voice. <laughs> this with is Zach. Less... You Zach? This is Zach as well. <laughs> and I'm also Jesse. 
That's weird. That's confusing. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be hard. No. So, I'm Dakota from the Better Ideas podcast. And I'm Will, his co-host sometimes. Yeah. So maybe now people will know what our voices sound like. They'll tell us apart. Honestly, <laughs> if, if people uh, have gotten this far, I would certainly hope. Yeah. Unless this is your first time listening, then welcome. Thanks for joining us. And if you're listening on the Round Earthers platform... We're happy That's to have really you That's really cool, too. Hi. We're, we're happy to be Don't on Don't listen that. to that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should all come to our platform because it's vastly superior. Yeah, it probably is. You're right. I'm already sold. How can we... Can we just move over to your guys's, like, full-time? Can we just... I'll just send you the episodes and you guys go ahead and... Listen, let's them. just quit all That's of our jobs. All right. Dude, I'm down. Do you guys have any life savings? We're throwing it all in. I'm gonna open up I have st- negative money. Well, I might <laughs> just as well. I might have, but I got divorced instead. Uh, <laughs> rest in so, like, peace. Like I had some cool stuff, but then I got divorced, so I have less stuff. Mm. So no life. So, I can't help you guys. <laughs> yeah. Can you we'll help me? You. Can you guys help uh, me raise my children? <laughs> I can try. Will seems like. He's Does that good count as cuckoldry or is that? No, no. There's nothing. <laughs> I'm no sure. <laughs> We're delving into the, the real, the real shit right off the bat. Yeah, let's stay away from that. Let's move on. When are you I mean, that is technically the terminology <laughs> when a, a chicken raises another chicken's uh, 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 hatchlings. I mean, that's that's the origin of the term. If you want to be real, not that I want to raise your hatchlings, <laughs> but Will's asking if he can bear your children. No, wait, what? what? Uh, you know, oh, it's oh, very raise possible. Them. Sorry, sorry. I'll be raise a surrogate them. mom. <laughs> I'm here for you. <laughs> you're, you're good people. Thank you. Jesse, when are you going to let me be godfather to one or several of your children? Uh, soon. Because I'm really... <laughs> the face says it all. Oh, no. Dude, I'm sorry, man. I already asked Will and Dakota to be the godfather of my children. Okay. Well, I wanted if, my pick of the litter. If I, I, selected. I got my I eyes on that one. The, one the strongest, healthiest one. Uh, how, about, how about if I have another child? You could be the godfather. I swear. That sounds good. I'm I swear. I might have. He just swore. I'll it's spiritually on recorded. Yeah. You don't have a choice now. Unless the next one's a real keeper, in which case. <laughs> yeah. It's subject to change. <laughs> How about my last one? You could be the godfather of my last one. We'll just kind of right. keep that. How will you know? Yeah, that's... When it's, oh, okay, don't sorry. T- <laughs> He's going to... I... I will, God, make that, you know, wait a minute. I will make that kid the most militant atheist. More militant than I am. Jesus. <laughs> None of you guys have kids, do you? No. Just me? I have a dog. Oh. That counts, right? That does not fuck <laughs> I have... I, I, well, don't I have, tell me you're a dog dad. I have uh, one. I have, I have a couple of fur babies. Does that count? Oh my God, like, <laughs> I have the one maybe I'm a misanthrope. But that's about it. <laughs> Just What's the it? one maybe kid. Just the one. We don't need to talk about We that. talked about that over maybe dinner kid. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This <laughs> yes. is nonsense. Let's just Zach's over here. Let's not right. delve into that. No, and Zach was joking, guys. It's this, okay. Yeah. Uh, he does not I, have don't, a child. I don't have a maybe kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this won't hold up in court. I just want to say. This is all hypothetical. That's actually a good point. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I shouldn't have said that. We have to edit out this part. <laughs> no. We do it live. It's all good. We'll fucking do it live. It's all good. Are you planning on having kids, Zach? Like 20. No. <laughs> I don't know. Don't have any? I don't know. Well, I mean, other than the one you already have? I don't I don't know. Maybe. I, it's a big man. How Are you going to raise your next one? 
<laughs> I'm sorry, that's fucked up. I'm just we'll joking. Let's go full blown Sparta. You know, I just yeah. I want a lot of kids that I've never met because I feel like that'll keep an air of mystery about me that I desire. Maybe one day, like one of your long lost sons Papa. is gonna like come and find you. And and, you're gonna have this beautiful yeah. reunion. No, you like, put your and then I'll out. ask him for money. And <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you do for a living, son? <laughs> Do you oh, like baseball? <laughs> Man. You we'll guys have having a kids anytime soon? <laughs> Neither of you will? No, honestly, soon. I've had this discussion with my partner, and we've come to agreement that we're going to hold out for a, a synthetic womb technology to catch up. <laughs> uh, only then. Only when I can, like, ensure... That because this is something I've really I've really considered. Like I'm a freak amongst my family. Like the average male is maybe five foot nine in my family, and I'm like six three. Mm. So like I got some fucking weird recessive trait that just came out of nowhere. And uh, my girlfriend's all of like five two. And I just if I had a son, I would not want to curse him with <laughs> with that sort of life. What What do you think would happen? I think he'd. I feel like he'd, lots of tall I think he'd be a very small. People. I think he'd be a very small man. So I'm conceited like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> so like I was saying, synthetic. There's nothing. Nothing. There's anything wrong with being, you know, average height. Um, uh, you hate short people. No, I'm not. Races against short people. Short people got <laughs> no reason. Fucking what is that, Randy? Uh, I don't know. Toy Story guy. Toy Story. Who is it? I don't know. Randy so, Newman. Randy Newman. Newman. Yeah, yeah, that song. Yeah. Short people got no reason to live. You wrote that song. <laughs> It's a thing. Look it up. It's kind of I'm fucked not sure up. if I've heard it. Or not. But was that a serious explanation? Is that that's yeah? Oh, no, joke. honestly, she she does not want to bear children, and I would like children, and so is she. This? It's a oh, weird. It's we a weird. Want, well, why don't, don't you get... get a nice little Asian baby? Or I'm not like trying to a, get that serious. Or what? Well, I'm gonna just, stop you right there. <laughs> I'm just saying you can get a white baby. I'm just saying like an Asian, <laughs> an Asian or a well, black baby is gonna be cheaper. That's, they're cheaper. I, I how much, mean that in a racist how way. How much privilege credit would saying, I get for that? I'm just saying, saying if you Let's get a little real. Asian baby, three, you, four grand, they do my taxes for me. Yeah, then people oh. will finally listen to your ideas on race and stuff. No, but <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, no. If, if I could have it my way. Uh, I would like to. I'd like some Gattaca type well, shit. I I'd like to get, ensure that my kid. I got no problem talking about it. No, I didn't want to get that serious. I didn't know. It was well, we like went a, there. Now we're here, so I can't back <laughs> out at this point, or else I seem like a flake. Oh uh, shit! No, I, I'm interested to see where that goes. You know, if I could choose desirable traits in, in my child, why not? You know, give me the best possible chance now. at life. That's a thing. Yeah, but that's not realistically like that's not applicable on like a large scale. You know, I feel like yeah. by the time I'm ready Don't to have, have kids, like, maybe. gene editing and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but you gotta have fucking buku bucks for that. Save well, up. Let's be real here. Start saving now. I don't want a kid that You're much. Gonna make your I'd like. I'd like a fucking. We're gonna make Will Junior and do like. He's gonna be a little Hercules. How conceited is that to name your kid after you? Fuck that. That's stupid. <laughs> It's like I'm such a fucking legend. I want my Jesse, name. You just offended like so many juniors and seniors. Well, no, Wait, do you not, have a Jesse Jr. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. My name is Jesse Aaron Duckworth, and his name is Jesse Aaron Dwayne Duckworth. Jesus, Jesse Dwayne. Well, it was, uh, gave him an extra name. It was named after it was named after an uncle that had passed away on his mother's okay. side, and I shouldn't have fallen for that. I shouldn't have fallen for that, but I did. So technically, mm. he's not a junior, but maybe I'll talk him into dropping that name. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Slightly kidding. So you didn't name him after you. You named him after someone else. Yeah, I mean, just the first two names and the last name are mine, but one name is well, his. Well, yeah, I would assume solely. the last name would be yours. 
<laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> and then we come back to cuckoldry, just like that. Uh, oh, Zach can go fuck himself. You guys need to just dick it out. <laughs> you, you, guys need a third, uh, you guys need a third mic uh, person on your show? Because you I, I got some fucking good ideas. <laughs> I got some better ideas than I ever brought to Round Earth or Society. <laughs> Uh, someone just got cut out of the wheel. Oh, God. That was more uh, aggressive than I intended it. Oh, fuck him. Fuck him. I can't name my son after me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you can. I just yeah, but I'm a, I'm a conceited asshole. Yeah. Apparently. We knew that beforehand, though. Did you Did you not know my oldest son was named after me? I had no idea. I was wow. a little bit worried as soon as I said that. I was like... I hope he doesn't have a kid named after himself. But. In fairness, I was an almost named after my grandfather. I could have been Dio Yenny. Oh, Dio that's Yenny. way cooler. Mm, no, that's no, a no. cool name. <laughs> no, no, my uncle, Statidio. Cooler than great uncle. Willem. Yeah. Arak. I have a son named William. Not Arak. Arak. Hmm? Arak. Arak Bjorn. Arak Bjorn. It's a cool name. Moving on. <laughs> now people are going to podcast. You just said my full fucking name, and now Sorry? it's like it's undeniable. There was like at like least people haven't known it. There was like at least three Will Kiblers, a couple black ones. We oh. went over this, and now there's no question about why it. Did, why does it you matter that they're it? black, dude? Because that's only why'd you even spot. bring that up? Because that'll throw the scent off my trails like majorly. <laughs> it's all right. I'm bleeping it, dude. I think, don't bleep it. I think, <laughs> we will, I think oh, everyone by your the world knows, knows who you are. Can now. you at least not bleep it on our version? <laughs> you guys are releasing it. We'll fucking completely release it. Now let's release that clip for one. <laughs> just have it just off to the side. Great, guys. Now my house is going to get firebombed. Really Thanks. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That's good. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Let's, so so let's, you, you guys uh, don't like kids, so let's move on. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it against that. kids. Do you know I how much kids. work I'm going to have to do because of you guys? You guys are not pulling your own fucking weight. That's what's going on here. <laughs> I'm going to have kids eventually. Just it's all right. Not right now. I'll keep going. I got to see the world first, man. Possibly. How old are you? 22. How old are you? These guys the same age? 23. Yeah, same, same grade. Same class. Mm-hmm. Yup. Interesting. Very <laughs> interesting. Are you guys both from Tongue Oxy? Yeah. Yeah, Can we say that? Yeah. That need to be bleeped out too. I, I don't have any secrets. <laughs> Dakota has no issues with it. Oh, <laughs> I know. I know Dakota has no secrets. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, out. you really shouldn't have told us about no, the time no. you ran dude over at dinner. <laughs> you said you just left him on the side of the road. Yeah, that's <laughs> fucked. Anyways, the police will be contacting you upon this release. No, oh, this that didn't happen. Is illegal. That was completely facetious. <laughs> I'm sorry. So how'd you guys start a podcast? Zach, do you want to do you want to tell that story? How we started a podcast? <laughs> Good segue. Yeah. Uh, Smooth. Sure. Well, hold, hold on. I mean, Zach's a little. Uh, go ahead and process it first. He's high, <coughs> so he's got to calm down a little I'm bit. Not, Focus. I'm what? You're high. Too many. I wish. Um, huh. no. So we worked together at the time, or not at the time. We worked together like two years ago. Um. And we would just kind of talk politics and shit like that. And then uh, he was doing stuff with Asinine. And they were talking about doing a podcast. And we started talking about that. And I started talking to him about podcast stuff. Because I had had a podcast a couple years ago. And then eventually, I think he just kind of... That kind of went on hiatus. And I was like, hey, dude, let's do our own thing. He was like, sure. 
That's kind of how it went. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of how it went for the most part. You know, I kind of, my other buddies, you know, they were busy a lot. You know, they, they have real busy lives and Zach and I don't really do anything. I have so much free time. I just, <laughs> I raise children and he just, he does nothing at all. Um, so we just, you know, he, he was posted on Facebook about his crippling depression and uh, I was like, hey dude, I can help you be not so depressed. So then we joined together. We joined forces. And it didn't work at all. <laughs> and now you're here. And it's going talk about your failures. Yeah, it's, it's gone pretty well. When, when, we, when we started meeting in like October or something mm-hmm. like that, it hasn't been that many months. And you we're guys getting, are busting them out, too. We're getting better. Yeah, if it's any better. credit, I, mean, I enjoy your guys' like, podcasts. Yeah, How many I mean, do we, we have 11 recorded. 11. Yeah. There's two more. Yeah, we have nine out. out. Two That's more that cool. are coming out. And we got stood up like we were trying, like I said, we were trying to do the, uh, the sex and gender one. And we were supposed to have a trans person come on. And they stood us up once, and then they stood us up twice, kind of. And so, then we kind of figured out maybe they just didn't want to yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, that it was like, they you know, and that's fine. Yeah. Because maybe they were just kind of, you know, I can understand if somebody didn't want to throw that out there, if maybe somebody didn't want to be that honest or. Yeah, it'd be hard making yourself vulnerable. Because I mean, like we that. wouldn't, yeah, because we, we were not going to come and beat the shit out of someone, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. we wanted to come on. So why you come here? Yeah, yeah. If anyone's like, listened to our podcast, I feel like we've said how pro-trans we are, like, multiple times when it's come up. Well, hell, I am, I'm so pro-trans, I am trans. <laughs> Damn. I'm a trans knight. Trans knight? That's not a thing, is it? I don't know. Is it? I am you know, single, up, single-handedly trans- upholding the rights of all <laughs> trans individuals. <laughs> I'm gonna oh, use my man. voice. No, but yeah. So we were trying to we were trying to do that because we wanted to. I don't know. Uh, I I haven't. I don't think I've ever met a. I'm not sure if I've met a trans person, or at least I haven't had an in depth conversation with a trans person. As far in as you person. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, as far as I know, could have been in like the men's room yeah. or something. So you're just trying to bring them on and like actually yeah, ask real yeah, questions, yeah. Like, get a first person like, perspective. We wanted to ask about their experience, like transitioning and like the feelings that went along with that experiences, experiences. and all that. I, I we just wanted to get an actual first person perspective of what that process was like, how how like the results, how it's affected their life, how it affects the way they see other things, and and. It, it was a very genuine. It wasn't a gotcha situation. Yeah, you guys had the best request. intentions. Yeah, in mind. It, really, because we felt like trans people or, or whatever, when they're represented, are, are represented in the abstract very frequently. So what we wanted to do was bring someone in and give a very personal, in-depth profile of what it's actually like as opposed to the little infographic bullshit. Let them be the voice. Yeah, exactly. We, we wanted to, and, and also if we're talking about sex and gender, that's, again, a really unique perspective mm-hmm. to talk about it. Unfortunately, trans people just aren't that common. There, I mean, I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean there's not that many of them. Mm-hmm. And so, unfortunately, we had issues uh, getting someone on our podcast who wanted to talk about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we talked about my crippling depression instead. <laughs> Which was about equally as fun for me. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus. That's a, but I, it's a, I, think, I think that part, because we kind of, it may, may have started off a little aimless, but I think it turned out pretty well. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be. I was honestly really satisfied. I thought, it was, I thought it came out really well. I haven't, yeah. I haven't listened back to it, but um, I'm pretty happy with at least the second half of it. That's the one with the other podcaster. No, that no, was the one, no, the one, one we talked about. It was the one we just did two days yeah. ago. Is it out yet? Or is it's it not out yet. Oh, okay. It will be. Ten out. will be out soon, and then okay. that, that one's eleven. 
Okay. So uh, Zach's cool. crippling depression is coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys will be anxiously awaiting it. Well, no, yeah. I mean, at yeah. least I'll be. I'll be. Yeah. I'll listen to it. Well, Jesse was basically like, you know, I'm mentally healthy, like, and I can't really. As far as you know. As far as he knows. As far, can't as, wrap as, far my, as he's willing to admit. I can't wrap my yeah, I'm not gonna, head I'm around. I'm not going to show him. If you hear voices, like, keep that shit to yourself. I was, like, I I was basically like, Zach, show me yours, but I'm not going to show you mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whip it out, buddy. Yeah. So I let him well, do it, then I was like, it all made you such a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. That didn't happen. We were just, it was all cool. And it was oh, fun. Yeah. That's well, what you get for opening up to me. Yeah. <laughs> I think he just wanted to, he couldn't really process what that was like. And well, so I, I think I did shit. a decent job. No, I think, I think you did a great job. I think, I think anybody who has dealt with depression on more than just like, hey, I was depressed this one time because of this event, but dealt with more like a chronic depression, I think they would be helped by listening to it. And it seems like, that talking about it and being honest with how you feel is probably the right way to get it out. And yeah, uh, yeah. part of the way, instead of just instead of just holding it inside, I think that would be, I don't know, devastating. It definitely helps articulating it to people. Well, I, I have mean, the tendency to overshare. I'm a little bit too open about. Uh, is there such know. thing? <laughs> yeah, there is. There definitely you think is. So? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I try not to hold anything back, but I mean. I don't know. I think there's something to be said about like vocalizing things and uh, like trying to process them out loud, I guess, especially with people that you care about, like friends and stuff like that. So you don't have to talk about, I mean, you, yeah, you yeah, obviously yeah, yeah, will yeah. talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, so, sure. but I don't know. I think that like, that's kind of how anybody makes progress. It's like, if you, if you're just depressed and you like isolate yourself, then it's never going to change. And until you vocalize it, I think, yeah. you think your time. depression manifests itself in your humor. A little bit. Yeah, for sure. The self-defense uh, yeah. mechanism. I don't know if it's a self-defense mechanism. I think it's more of self -de -deprecation. a... Self-deprecation. Um, I don't even really... I mean, I do have a little bit of self-deprecation in there every once in a while. No, I don't think it's a defense mechanism. I don't think it's a reaction. I think it's more of a... I get to say things in a comical way that 90% of the time I probably mean. Like, mm. you know, with the exception of, you know, when I'm talking about the homosexuals ruining America. <laughs> like, I'm not serious about that, obviously. But, like... He's winking know, at us right it's, now. It's easy to just go, I want to fucking die. Like, LOL. <laughs> LOL, like, just kill me, but fam. LOL, but really. Like, you know... <laughs> And so uh, I think that's part of it. I think a lot of people are like that who are, I think a lot of, it's, that's why all comedians are super fucking depressed. It's at, also like, like look at an interview fat almost, yeah. I feel like that whole, oh, I just want to fucking die. Like I'm going to drink bleach kind of humor. Like it's kind yeah, of, a, yeah, it's yeah. saturated a little bit. It is saturated. And I try not to go there a lot. Unless, uh, unless I'm genuinely like, I want to fucking die. Like, uh, in that know, case, it's like, like you need to fucking talk. Like, like. yeah, there's a, there's a difference <laughs> yeah, between. See, I would have yeah. a hard time, like, just continually, continually joking about it and not being like, all right, let's, like, actually try to talk this out. Like, yeah. let's try to work on this, yeah. you know? And like, that's actually how it comes up in the episode. Yeah. Well, because oh, sure, we were, we were kind of aimlessly moving around and then. Something came up about him, you know, making that kind of making one of those jokes. And it was yeah. Like, it was a little more serious. Than that. I mean, we'd already kind of you know uh, passed over it a few times, and I was like, well, you know, let's go. You know, just kind of see what's going on, and I don't know, just kind of quizzing him on stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I I was just trying to explain like what 
it's like to be depressed. Nice. What that sort of those flavored beers mindset is. Lion Kugel. Do you have plenty left or no? This is the last one. Oh no, take Be it. Careful. No, you drink it, dude. You will you will appreciate it more than me. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I, it is a, it is a shandy. I wasn't thinking when you originally said something. I thought you were gonna. Most people don't drink flavored beer. Um, and I didn't want to be the pussy who was like, "Hey, dude, could you uh, get me a Mike's Heart?" Mm. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, Red's yes, Apple I Ale. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dakota's all about his ales, dude. I would have gotten more I if I no, no, I'm not drinking that much anymore. But I, I Smith and Forge was my drink for the longest time. And I, you know, you I got white girl people. wasted on some Smith and Forge. Oh yeah, too many times. People give me shit all the time, but I just don't really, I don't really drink much beer because it. Everybody's always like it's an acquired taste, and like, well, it tastes like shit. I mean, <laughs> I will say most IPAs taste like fucking stale asshole. Yeah, I'll and, agree. You know, and it's not but, like it's not that I don't appreciate the taste of asshole, but my still, <laughs> you know, it's it's 2018. Eating booty is cool. <laughs> anyway, so what depression. Think about <laughs> Getting back to that. IPAs make me depressed. <laughs> I was just I was just trying to explain the sort of the cyclical nature of depression and how it stacks on top of each other. It stacks and makes things makes itself worse constantly. Mm-hmm. Do you ever just have a good day and you take a step back from your from that mindset and you're like, "Well, I want to be fucking unhappy tomorrow." Like, so it kind of just puts Honestly, a damper on your good time. I wake up, I wake up angry more than depressed. I wake up, I usually I curse at my alarm a clock level. a lot. And even though it doesn't usually listen. And <laughs> so, you know, like, obviously when you're enjoying things, you're enjoying things. And you're not like, wow, I can't, like, except when, except when you're on drugs. I, I've thought about that multiple times. I'm like, I'm having a good time now, but, like, I'm going to be real depressed. Like, mm. and, like, so, you know... Uh, it, it's hard to really put a, I guess, put a pin on. It's unique to everybody's yeah. experience. Yeah, like, yeah. I know we've never really talked about depression as something I've battled with, you know, quite a bit. In my experience, like, probably from the age 13, I'm like 23 now. So. I would say about seventh grade is when I started yeah. becoming aware of it. I'd say you were probably the first true friend I had, you know, when we were in middle school. Had some rough patches. Had to find myself a little bit, but it's weird how things can come full are circle. T- yeah. Are you two gonna kiss again? <laughs> again. However, I will uh, say after we afterward. I will say recording. that once I became fully aware of it, looking back, I was really depressed even in elementary school, and I just didn't realize it. Yeah. Um, I was like thinking about like sixth grade, fifth grade. I was like, man, I was fucking depressed, and I didn't even know. Like no one knew. So what do you? What do you think, um, like, depression is as far as, like, is it a chemical imbalance? So, in... for sure, it's a chemical imbalance, you know, stacked with personal misconceptions that... That's, that was going to so, be my next question. So, it's like, the hard thing about treating depression is especially trying to... Did you hear that? That yeah. was yeah, horrifying. Somebody just, somebody just screamed. That was a fucking nightmarish scream. That was a death scream. Uh, Either that or like a firework. I don't know. Should we keep podcasting? <laughs> yeah. Um, if we just keep it rolling. Yeah, we'll still pop the front in. door. I think it might already be. That was real spoopy, guys. Okay. <laughs> anyway. 
Okay. Maybe I can isolate that so the people can hear it. I don't know. <laughs> we got fucking banshees now. Oh, was it? Oh. Never mind, Sarah's watching TV. We're good. Oh, thank God. Everybody's alive. <laughs> I we were all just very concerned. Yeah. yeah. We thought somebody just got murdered, but it's all good. Well, I think they did. It's all just, right. It was, yeah. Well, somebody probably did get murdered on, yeah. on TV. So. Anyways. I mean, I don't, I don't yeah. know what kind of shows your girlfriend watches, but... Uh, I, don't, I don't know. BDSM horror porn. Dude. Freaking some hentai shit. That's what's up. Tentacle rape. Tentacle. Wait. We don't allow that on Tuesdays. This would explain the hooks coming out of the ceiling. It's like to hang around. Oh, man. So back to depression? Oh. We keep getting... So do that. No, we probably should talk about something funny. So what sexual vices do you use to fight your depression? Oh, sorry. Mostly choking. No, but that so, was uh, <laughs> autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah. Oh, geez. make sure you use a spot. Can't do this. Uh, sure no, but I would agree with you. It, it's a combination of a, a physical ailment and almost a a, a conditioning. You yeah. know, you, you, you. I feel like there's a lot that is expected of individuals who. Uh, I don't want to like make it like sound like ha- a handicap or mm-hmm. anything. But it's like you just don't jibe well with what's expected uh, uh, from like a societal expectation of a normal person. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're gonna fucking sit here and ask me like, oh, how you doing? Oh, I know you're, I know you're fucking bullshitting. Like, yeah. I just don't have the fucking energy sometimes. Like, yeah, it's, I've it's gotten, hard to put on that yeah. front. Like, oh, I gotta act like a fucking normal fucking person. I've gotten there where I'm just like. When I'm feeling like real bad and people ask me how I'm doing, I'm like, I'm doing fucking terrible. Like, I just like... People aren't ready for that. No, like the other day <laughs> I was like, I walked into my my work and I told my boss straight up, I was like, yo, I'm super, super depressed today and like, I don't need bullshit. Like, I was like, I can't, I won't be able to handle it. I'll fucking leave. Mm-hmm. And he, like, he was really cool about it. And I found that just being honest about it is, is the best policy. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know it, it also helps you sort out what I was saying about how it stacks up it helps you sort out you know your depression will make you think things are wrong that aren't actually wrong and then there are the actual behaviors that could be correct yeah are you able to like recognize it and when you have it's to happening? be able to discern what's real yeah. and what's depression driven okay and so, that's what I was gonna yeah. ask is if it's like because it seems to me like I know people that that it seems like to me it goes like one of two ways a lot of the time where there are people that that have depression and and then they f- claim victim to it and they allow it to like drive their life and mm-hmm. they almost don't recognize the the reality and what's depression because they kind of just allow themselves to be driven by it and then sometimes it seems it's like, so overwhelming though yeah no it's i'm not, not denying that in any it. way yeah. Just, it, it, yeah it comes it to really the is crippling yeah no i told you're, you're I, almost yeah. at the you're at the will of your chemicals. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm not. And, I'm not saying that. That's and there is not the there is a certain level people. where somebody can, you know, if you have the willpower, yeah, you can overcome it to some extent. But it is so fucking hard sometimes to find the emotional and physical energy. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Is it head because out. it's it's it's, yeah. so, it's almost impossible to force yourself. You know, it's like my mom had this magnet on her fridge. It was like the day is only as good as you make of it. Yeah. It's like I love my mom to death. 
I, I fucking mm-hmm. love her. But you fucking hated that magnet. Dude, it's like she would reference that magnet, and I'm like, you don't understand, Mom. It's not a face. <laughs> well, but no. See, that's that was going to be my second point. Is it's, that it's real. I, I, when I said one of two ways, the first way is that kind of like playing victim to it. And then it seems like I know a lot of people that I the would only, say. The only people that play victim to it are the ones that want to be a victim. Okay, I didn't mean play victim. I, Sorry. I didn't, I, I'm not, I'm not let sure. me finish my statement, Will. <laughs> Jeez. No, you're good. Uh, like the one of two ways of like the first one, like I said, and then the second is like those people that that recognize it and they kind of put it in its place and yeah. it seems like those are the people who like who maybe overcome it or a, yeah. or maintain at least a healthy lifestyle My, because they're like able to recognize it when it's there and they can say i know that i know what this is therefore i can almost use it to uh like you know drive you towards progress or something yeah it can definitely it definitely contributes to a lot of uh, creative endeavors I'll say that a lot of really creative people are also like really depressed yeah I'm not saying that's a benefit I'm just there's a correlation but I'm I'm of the opinion that um, you have an obligation to society and um, to everyone around you to grab any lifeline that is thrown to you mm-hmm. so the you know that's therapy that's you know antidepressants help a lot of people they may not help everyone but they help a lot of people there's a reason x number of people i think it's like 20 million people or something take antidepressants like Mm -hmm. that's not just pushing pills like they do stuff um so that like it's your obligation i think to society is to like i said take any lifeline that's given that's thrown your way because you know you have to treat yourself as though you are someone um, you are responsible for helping because if you can't help yourself, you can't really spread that out into the world and help other people. Mm. You've got to build up the tool, your toolkit by correcting your own life before you can move outward and try and help people. And maybe, and then maybe you branch out and you can, you know, help things with your family or your community or what, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, you you have an obligation to do your best uh, to get better. That's mm-hmm. uh, and and it's hard to see that when you're super depressed um, because I've been there, like where it's almost like you. I don't want to like get better. Like I don't have that in me. Like it's yeah, just and not it seems work. like that is like your your pet your perspective. Mm-hmm. perspective switched at some mm-hmm. point where you decide like I don't want to get better but then there's the days where you say I do want to get better mm-hmm. and it's like it's a matter of perspective at that mm-hmm. point and, and the days you want to you say you want to get better that's the day you call a psychiatrist that day mm-hmm. like you don't say I'm going to do th- something tomorrow because if you're thinking about it and you're feeling up to it do it now like mm-hmm. that's that would be my advice and also my other advice would be See a psychiatrist that is actually a psychiatrist. Don't see a regular doctor. Don't go to they Bert can't, Nash. They can't town. help you the way a psychiatrist can. Yeah. Um, but also advocate for yourself. So, you know, if you feel like your psychiatrist is really pushing pills, if you're on four or five different pills, something like that, because I've been in that, and I was like, hey, doc, you know, like, no. And I ended yeah. up going to a different one because I, you know, I'm not trying to fucking medicate myself to zombie land. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you just have to be your own advocate and and take the reins when you can. Do you yeah. think it's something you 
can ever grow out of? Do you think it's something that's with you always, or do you just learn how to master it? Because um, that's something I've, you know, yeah. my doctors ask me, like, with, with medications I'm on. So what is your goal with the medication? And I, you know, at that point, I'm like, well, I'm just going to keep taking it because it makes me feel better. Yeah. You know, it's working for now. Yeah. You know, is there is there any, like, process where your brain gets rewired to where you don't feel those feelings? Or There's, is it just something that you feel like you overcome and learn to live with? I think, I think... Uh, there's a certain your brain has a certain amount of neuroplasticity Mm -hmm. and it's possible to rewire your brain but as far as depression goes um i don't think you can really work your way out of like let's say schizophrenia i'm not comparing the two but you know so i would say it's something you know what what i always say is that depression is like driving in a car that's stuck in second gear and if Mm. you can find the right medications maybe you can get up to third fourth gear and be and start being able to go somewhere uh to maybe make those make those lows a little bit less low and uh maybe stay at least in a neutral you know state by default Mm -hmm. because by default if you're down here it's very hard to get up to where it's an operating yeah exactly Mm -hmm. exactly and so i i think i think um, cause I, it's something that I've thought about. I've thought about, you know, I'm probably going to have to live most of my life dealing with this. Um, and that's depressing in and of itself, but you know, I do my best to make the best of it and try and yeah. do, uh, take so, any lifelines that I can get. I want to know what both of you guys think on this since you, I guess if you're both people that deal with this, like, what do you think about? Cause I mean, you mentioned like neuroplasticity and mental mm-hmm. patterning and, um, like I'm super into things like yoga and mindfulness practice and mm-hmm. things like that. So I just, I, I guess I'm interested in this idea, although I can't really test it for myself cause I don't know if I've ever struggled with depression. Mm-hmm. I, I do think I have struggled with anxiety before, but mm-hmm. not specifically depression. So, and I know for me with anxiety, it really is in my head. So I have to convince myself mm-hmm. of something mm-hmm. and and try my best to control my thoughts or recognize my thoughts for what they are. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I just wonder if um, if sort of like practicing that helps with depression or, if, or, or telling yourself those like positive thoughts. Of in like, my experience, it's just another form of drug, honestly. It, I, at least for me, like I'm just going to speak on this for a second. Like we, we've talked about what are what do we think is a lot of common causes for depression and we like I think we've agreed that you know it's it has a lot to do with how modern society is in direct conflict with what people should be doing mm-hmm. and there's benefits to be gained like me like I, I go to the gym you know like I practice mindfulness and things like that but it's like it's in the end like it's 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 like a drug it's something you practice like you would take a drug mm-hmm. you know and it does have its benefits mm-hmm. but it's not like you have some kind of awakening like you have one day like wow this session of meditation has really opened my eyes yeah, yeah. like it mm-hmm. it helps in the short term mm-hmm. i'll agree with that but like it's something that's always kind of under it's always going to be an underlying thing mm-hmm. in your life. that's been that's been my experience is that mindfulness meditation they can help if you're need to like calm down mm. or something like that. Um, but 
over the long term, I don't think. Now, I don't know. I, I, I can't speak on this with any authority. Just mm-hmm. from my personal experience, I can, I'll can i meditate when, you know, my anxiety is acting up or, you know, whatever. But um, it, it only really helps when I'm just kind of freaking out. It doesn't really, after the fact, kind of bring that state up to that neutral level. Mm. Um, it's like the equivalent of an inhaler, almost. Bing, yeah, that's exactly it. That's like. perfect. Yeah. Hmm. That's it's there when you need it, but it's it's just something you kind of have. to Now there are times when with. you get into a mode where you can't. That's not an option. And there's sometimes, at least in my experience, where I put myself in that position, where it's almost like I'm. It's like a self feeding fire. Yeah. Like I, like you almost enjoy the self loathing to a degree. Like the the. Self pity, like you it's just like kind of you kind of get though. off on it. Yeah, like I remember when I was in high school, I used to have really bad anger issues, and the only thing that would make me feel better was fucking indulging those fucking those uh, uh, instincts. Like there was a, I fucking destroyed a paper towel dispenser in the bathroom of the high school one time because <laughs> it's something a girl said to me, yeah. and I'm like I fucking left class and I'm just in the bathroom like, and I was like I just want to hit something, and I'm like I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it you better fucking do it <laughs> and I just fucking dude I threw a fucking haymaker at this fucking paper towel dispenser <laughs> never did nothing wrong to nobody yeah but like. I gave into it and I knew immediately. I'm like, oh fuck, like I did something bad. But in that moment, I was like, I need a release. Like, I need something to make me feel Mm -hmm. better. And like, that's being destructive is never a good, a good. And I, I had really bad anger issues too. Yeah. And medication has really helped with that. I've noticed a significant difference because I do not get angry the way I used to. I always, I still get real angry, but I can manage not to, like, throw shit and freak out. Yeah. Um, but, like, and I don't know why it helps, but it does. When I start getting real mad, I'm like, if this bitch says what I think <laughs> she's going to say, I'm going to freak the fuck out. And it's like and you almost they want say, them to. Uh, yeah. You're like, come yeah, on, yeah, just yeah. let I'm me like, get that I want to fucking fight. Like, I want to get into it. And, <laughs> like, usually, and when they fucking say it, I manage not to do it, and I don't know why. I just by saying I'm going to, it almost satisfies the need. Like if you accept it's you're inevitability, moment, you're like I could do this right now. Yeah, but I choose not to. It's that exactly. mindfulness. Exactly. Hmm. But that's interesting. I enjoyed this. That's really interesting because I don't know. I guess I feel like it's hard. It's hard to talk to people that that. It's hard to put yourself in someone's shoes when you, like, literally just don't understand. Especially when it's a question mm-hmm. of just, like, the function of your brain. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, like, it's, it's like, almost yeah. impossible to rationalize yeah, how another human views the world. Mm-hmm. But. Well, I think uh, it. it's hard to describe, but, you know, because uh, a, a lot of people who have depression, I don't think, could articulate what it is. But... If you, you know, if you're going to therapy and you're doing stuff like that, you get into a lot of self-analysis and you really start to, you know, pick apart and find out where all your, um, let's say, dead wood is. Mm-hmm. Where, all, where all the stuff that you're holding on to, you can just kind of burn off and get mm-hmm. down to, um, 
you know the real problem you, you trauma know, ju- yeah just letting go just uh, chopping the roots of the tree instead of trimming the branches sort mm-hmm. of thing um so unless you've really done some deep self-analysis and i don't think you can do that on your own as well as you can with another person um it helps to have that sounding board there and speak out loud mm-hmm. um and so, yeah, unless you've done that, I don't think you can really describe what's going on in, in your head unless you really, really know. Yeah, yeah, it's so true, man. First step is recognition. <laughs> if any of you guys are feeling that, we're here for you. And, and don't fucking lie. What I, no, what, yeah, and that's what I, I was, that's what I would say. I think an agreement, agreement. Is if anyone out there really is feeling like that, the first thing is take any lifelines that are thrown to you. Mm. That's important. And the second is uh, don't be embarrassed about it because if you got pneumonia and you had to take antibiotics or an antiviral or whatever, you wouldn't be embarrassed that you're taking antibiotics. So why would you be embarrassed about taking something for a different kind of illness? Mm-hmm. Um, don't be embarrassed about it. And, you know, be, be honest with people because a lot of times I find that when I'm really bad, I don't necessarily want to talk about it, but I want to be with people. Yeah. Because being alone is just uncomfortable. It allows you to ruminate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is it Dr. Stephen Olardi? Mm-hmm. Dr. Stephen Olardi. I, I, I feel like we've been, we've been discussing this topic for too long, and I by no means want to downplay this conversation because I feel no, like this is no, something no, no, that no. is important to talk about. Mm-hmm. But we've kind of lost sight a little bit on why we're here. Yeah. But I will say Dr. Stephen Olardi, uh, uh, his program helped me a lot. It gave me the tools uh, to just learn how to recognize when I'm struggling and what to do about it. And there's something out there for everybody. And the first step is, like you said, just acknowledging and recognizing when you're having those days. Mm-hmm. But That's it's cool. it's way more a common thing than a lot of people realize. But luckily, you're not the first person to experience it. And modern you know, medicine and science can do a lot for you. We're, we're in the age like of information. Because a lot of times it'll feel like it can't get better. But I promise it can. Um now I'm not gonna say it gets better forever because it'll get worse eventually. This is coming from people who yeah. aren't even masters of our own yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's possible. It yeah. really is. It is. That's cool. And it seems like you guys are like getting something out of just like actually talking about it. Like when was the last time you just talked about your depression, Will? Oh, like, we no, we never talked about uh, it. Yeah, we don't. Last week, last week was about the last time. Okay, here we are again. When you try to make it the butt of a joke, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that's cool, man. I I like hearing about that, and I, I really like to try to relate and try try to learn more about that type of stuff. Just because I don't, I think that I might actually be dealing with anxiety for the first time in my life, like semi recently. Mm-hmm. Just because it's a weird thing. Like I just had this weird, uh, like I pulled a muscle or something on my side, but mm-hmm. I my rib popped really weird like two weeks ago. And then for some reason, ever since then, I've just become aware. Been having of, an existential crisis. Like, really, I'm getting older. I kind of have been aware really. of. I I've just been aware mortality. of everything that could potentially kill me on my body. Like I have uh, my knees are knobby, and I mm-hmm. I kneel down on one knee a lot at work, and it's usually sore. My wrists are achy. Like yeah. I just have little things to where for some reason this when this thing happened where I just had uh, something pop and something just felt really uncomfortable I just like I couldn't control my mind 
And I think that was the first time that I've ever really recognized it when it was happening. And I, I think You're it lucky. was a panic attack. I don't mm-hmm. really even know, to be honest, because I don't, I've never been like uh, diagnosed with anxiety or anything yeah. like that. But I thought I was going to die. And it happened to me twice in a week. And mm-hmm. like nothing I don't think is seriously physically wrong with me. And I, I'm convinced at this point that it might actually have just been so anxiety or something so like that. So you would that. say you're aware that your reaction in that specific in those instances was maybe un unwarranted or, or, or I don't know. exaggerated. It like, it might have been you still exaggerated. Walking? Yeah, that's the yeah. thing is like and I've started I started getting back into working out because of it. Mm-hmm. Because I I just feel like uh when I move around and I and I and I do stuff, my body doesn't really hurt that bad. It's only mm-hmm. whenever I'm holding still, thinking about things, is whenever my my mind starts convincing mm-hmm. me that there's something wrong with me. And it's like, I've never dealt with this before, so I'm just you know I'll sit down and take some deep breaths and mm-hmm. and at least tell myself like I, I think this is anxiety. Yeah. Right? I, I have think the presence is... of mind to overcome that, and that's a yeah. powerful thing. Anxiety is a tough I've... one, man. It really is. I you know I I actually. I, I've only recently started having really bad problems with anxiety and it's a tough one because, you know, when you're in that state, you know, and especially when there are people around you, everything they do is going to make it worse. And it's hard to articulate that. Yeah. And for me, I just couldn't talk. Yeah. Like they'd say something. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're fine. Yeah. But you're not helping. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I and and you're too anxious to make that if you're by yourself you're too anxious to make that call that you should make mm. too anxious to do anything to maybe make it better and so yeah i would say honestly mindfulness meditation those are the best things for anxiety mm-hmm. um unless you're really really having issues then then you would go then you would go a more scientific route However, for a lot of people who deal yeah. with anxiety, meditation, Dude, mindfulness. I was actually so scared. I went to the chiropractor the next day because I still was convinced that something was actually those, wrong. Those with witch my side. doctors, chiropractors. <laughs> actually, I have <laughs> Thank you. on that. The first well, time I went to a chiropractor, Jesus Christ, they showed me a video and gave me a big Jesus, fucking. They, show, they showed me this video and a big fucking packet of shit. Basically, all like. Don't worry, it's real science. Like it's not witch doctor. <laughs> yeah, no and I, reason and I, to question And I literally, this. and I literally was like, I didn't fucking think that when I walked in here, and now I'm starting to think it's bullshit. Like, Wait, you're just like, popping my back? Uh, That's like, it? <laughs> you know, what I was gonna say I didn't have much to say about the anxiety and depression stuff because I don't suffer from either. But leave the fucking chiropractors alone. Because <laughs> I have enough. You got it. It. all against chiropractors. No, I'm not, not against it. it. I just think it's severely overstated. They're wish doctors. They're shaman. I know. I had a back injury when I used to, well, I used to play high school football. I had this. I jammed some discs on my back. But I didn't know. You know, like I just kept. I just kept going. I thought it would go away. I thought maybe it was a muscle issue. What something position else. you play? Uh, I was a. Then I was a. I was a guard, right guard, and mm. I went to. I went to college for football, but I. I still had my last game in high school. I had a major knee injury, mm. and then I went to I went to the college. Like I was recruited by this by these uh, by these coaches, right? That I really liked, and they understood. It. I developed asthma when I, in my senior year. It's just athletic. How do you majors. develop asthma? It can I happen. I don't just it just happened. I, grew my, out of I mean, it. I, it was fine. I could have I could have dealt with it. That wasn't the problem. It's just athletically induced, you know. Yeah, nothing crazy. But I'd already yeah. I'd already worked with this coaching staff, and then the, the whole before I got there, I didn't and I didn't know until I got there. The whole fucking coaching staff was fired. 
So all these new coaches, dude, and then I fucking go there and, I, and I'm starting to do this thing and I have like a fucking, a little bit of an asthma attack because I didn't take my stupid inhaler and the coach starts ripping my ass for it for not having my stuff. And I was like, you know, I don't fucking know any of you guys. I don't want to be here. I had a lot of stuff going on anyway. I was like, okay, I love football, man, but I'd already, you know, I beat myself up enough. But either way, that doesn't matter. That's the whole story. <laughs> um, but I, I jammed some discs in my back and a couple of years after I quit playing, there were times where I, I re-injured my back at doing this one job and then I couldn't, there was... For a month, there was part of a, a part of a month where I couldn't stand up straight, mm-hmm. like where there, it, there was it was pinching some nerve and it was mm-hmm. fucked up. So I would get up to it. And I couldn't. I mean, I couldn't stand up at all. Fucking instant pain. I'd be hunched over, fucking basically crawling to the bathroom when I was like 22, right? Yeah. So your guys' age. And yeah. then I started going to the chiropractor, and I don't. I rarely go anymore. Like maybe like five, six times a year, um, and I, I get these fucking stupid headaches actually, and then it starts because and then it relieves pressure, but. Uh, they started working out those jammed discs, and, when, and after a while, it just, you know, because they, they were jammed for so long, they would, you know, if you only had, like, if you only get adjusted, like, once, it would kind of start bothering me again. Did it for, you know, over so many months, it's fucking fixed. Huh. So that's what I know, and I've never had that problem again, and it's been about 14 years since then. Um, yeah, dude, see that's so... Like, we'll see when you present so... anecdotal evidence like yeah, that. No. Well, that's no, how I, I am. No, no, I mean, I, I don't no, doubt you had but you I, I, something from I have it, a similar story. Means. Like, I was in, I was a marching band nerd all through high school, and I skateboarded a lot. So I threw my back out, like, several times. But one day, and I think it was probably because it was marching season, and I played snare, so it's a lot of leaning on your back and stuff. You had a drum hanging off your back, basically. A lot, and we did a lot of really, really long parades and stuff like that but uh i woke up one day and i just literally could not get out of bed like my back hurt so bad my mom had to carry me up the stairs like i i was basically paralyzed i was like maybe a junior or senior god damn and yeah i I could not move yeah i mean it was kind of a you know like Uh, i thought you were talking just like baby carrying you in her arms like come here son (laughs) (laughs) just a fucking six foot tall man in her arms no but so we go there and uh yeah so she took me straight to the chiropractor there's one in tongi that i really like and like i mean he popped it and i could actually start like moving freely and and then i started hearing this stuff recently on like the joe rogan podcast and a bunch of podcasts about how like the guy that the practitioner that made chiropractics popular in the west was also into like uh like magnetic healing and like all kinds of other things that were sort of pseudoscience and i'm like now, now I'm you're just calling magnetic healing pseudoscience. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Next, you're going to tell me my quartz crystal. Are you telling me into. Himalayan salt lamps are bullshit, too? Hey, that hey. thing's healing us right now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even fucking see that. Did you know, I right, get this. There's not a single salt mine on the Himalayas. Did you know that? I did not. There's not a salt mine in the Himalayas. But That's from like Pakistan or something. Coming from? <laughs> Pakistan. It's coming from around the Himalayas, but they just call it that. Well, see, like if you say this is an Afghanistan okay. salt, anyways, rock, this, this be kind of is of part of my point. Is like I have that anecdotal evidence because I've gone to the chiropractor a million times, and I actually do feel like it, it works and does something. But I'm also aware of placebos. And now I'm aware of the fact that there's actually no real evidence of a microfracture, apparently. Like, there's a lot, a lot of this stress isn't, fractures are isn't backed by science. Stress, fra- stress fractures exist, which is a microfracture and a stress fracture. fracture. You well, I guess, like, the whole, like, your spine thing. being slightly off and then popping it. Apparently, they haven't yeah, actually, like, that, proven a lot of this to be, like... Getting an alignment. Work, to work. Yeah, like that type of say. thing. But 
I don't know, man. Whenever I leave the chiropractor, I actually do feel a little bit better. Anything outside of a back brace isn't going to realize. I think there is a piece of it, though, that you guys are right about. The like, I think there's sometimes where you need to go. Like maybe maybe if you went a few times a year, you know, if we had something happen to you, okay, they can fix it. But they'll try to set you up with these plans. Okay, right? see, that's when and you know like, the difference. Hey, though. we need you to come in so many times a week. We need you to come in so many times a month. We need to we need to have this long term plan because then it's all about money. Yeah. Or see, I had a chiropractor yes. like that, and yes. he was like, "All right, you're good, but I'm gonna yes. schedule another hundred dollar yep. appointment I'll for next you. week." Yep, exactly. The, that's why I like shook the guy in Tongi because he he'll like he'll pop whatever you say hurts and yep. he'll be like does that is that better you're like yeah he's like okay don't come back until something hurts like you're good you need to go to the gym work out and your muscles should do that for me i don't mm-hmm. have to adjust you every week if you're healthy then your your body will do that on its own but if you throw something yeah. out then then he'll he'll fix it and i don't know it's 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 worried me because i actually thought about that when i and he messed hits up you my with side your, with the rolling pin the the whatever that thing is <laughs> he doesn't actually and i have seen that had those the before rolling pin? there was one they used it was like a straight up gun with like a hammer it felt Jesus. like it, that's how they the captive bolt when, pistol when, when my back was thrown out it, it was like a giant that. gun and then it does like it has, like a, it has such a fast pop supposedly this is what he was trying to tell me it has such a fast pop that your muscles can't tense up before it hits, so it kind of it can like let's yeah, say it relieves that you pressure without, it, and it can do it before without your muscles tense. That's what they say. Is that Doctor Chris you're talking uh, about? I, it was fuck, I can't remember who it was, but it was in Lawrence. Uh, it was I, years I used to go to him went all to. the now, time. Now I got someone to relate though. So see, like in popping like little kids and like babies, the babies yeah. don't need their back well, adjusted. I don't think. There's like women who are pregnant coming. Like, like she was like nine months pregnant, and she's in there, and I'm like, oh my god, please don't hurt the baby. Yeah, that's that's crazy. <laughs> you know, you can get know one of those that. pins at Walmart for a couple dollars. Just have one of your buddies <laughs> get a hammer. Roll, roll your fucking back. Put your, put his knees all over there. He'll hit the spot eventually. Get a little bit of baby oil going. You know, let's oh, close man. the better. Let's make it real yeah, homoerotic. When you do that, I mean, they almost always hit the spot, right? Oh man, that's crazy. See, I like I like pseudoscience though. That's like one of it, my favorite things. It's, <laughs> it's interesting to find I like pseudoscience is the best kind of science. <laughs> It's interesting to find legitimacy in it. Because when you talk about people people like crystals, I'm going to let my crystals sit outside and charge them. I like to put a crystal on the dashboard of my car because it makes it run better. Well, it's like, okay, yeah. You can delve into it. It's like, yeah, crystals, interestingly enough, you look at, yeah, you look at piezoelectricity and their crystals do uh, uh, emit vibrations. That, yeah. There's there's legitimacy to that. When you're like, it improves my gas oh, yeah. mileage by at least 15 miles a gallon. Uh, I got this at Third Planet. It okay. increases your digestive yeah. system yeah, yeah, at the like, same time. It's, that's where it gets really fucking hokey. Yeah, because yeah. piezo, piezos are used in nebulizers. Yeah, there's there's genuine science right, uh, behind yeah, them. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I actually... Like, well, and like I, the whole thing yeah. behind these salt rocks is that they say that they release negative ions into the air and that they soak up moisture. And I'm Whoa, like, dude! Uh, like a big block of salt sitting that's on your table? too much moisture. Or that here. giant cotton couch? <laughs> like, I mean, there's tons of other things in this room that are probably soaking up more moisture than that big salt that big hunk of salt I just like the light that it puts all in the I know <laughs> is, is that what do you know Will huh crystals Say it. <laughs> are super trendy and they are trendy I'm getting some really good vibrations from your Himalayan salt I know it's, that's what's creating all of the energy in the room right now the reason you guys feel so good is because of that rock you're fucking right welcome. over there 
I thought it had to do with making America great again. Hey, (laughs) let's not talk about my hat. That's a great way to get my house firebombed. Moving on. That's a great way to get my... Yeah, you're not wrong. Dang. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, we're getting actually close Uh, to an hour. Hillary, 2016. I'm with her. <laughs> Do you want to go ahead and go over your personal home address for um, on his phone uh, uh, All right, Will's phone number. No. What's your mailing address? What was his uh, phone name again? I can't pronounce it twice in a row. Good. Fucking don't. <laughs> Dude, this has been sick. I think we should probably wrap it, it up. Really here been soon. An it's really been an hour already. An hour. Yeah. Oh fuck! I think it's probably it's over. probably been over God that. Damn. Yeah. That got a little heavier than I intended. Yeah. Dude, this has been fun, though. Like, we should... We I laughed. We're going to release yeah, this. We cried. We should get together and be depressed again. Yeah. Soon. Let's, uh... Let's, for sure. Maybe, like, yeah. Out, uh, I can be maybe depressed we should do it like every three with months people. Or Doesn't matter. Maybe we can do one on we're bipolar just... disorder next time. He's going to bring Zach on any time we want to have, like... <laughs> Obviously, Zach took some downers before he got on. But it's all right. There you Wait, go. Wait, I set the tone, Zach. No, no, no that, that was, that's why I wasn't saying much because I'd, I'd asked him a lot of these questions and I was just seeing if, you know, he had, you guys would come up with something different. Yeah, so you know, yeah. Just it, more it went it. a different direction than we anticipated and honestly, we didn't really have a direction. So the fact that it went anywhere to begin with yeah. is, that's no, a that's win in my book. I'm cool. sure it can help someone, man. Yeah. 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 No, it's, can't talk about, can't talk enough about this kind of stuff. All the yeah. way from making America great to how to deal with your oppression. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I think, Very true. You think we're going to end it there? Yeah, let's do it. Well, yeah. guys, thanks a lot for being on, Dakota. I know you had some choice words. Oh, no, I was listeners. just going to say, like, this is going to be a really cool, like, co-release. And yeah. Yeah. we need to maybe work more in the future. To no, maybe. Like sure. this. Well, yeah, Definitely. no, we, yeah. we can schedule some, some different times throughout the year, man, to get together and, uh, and keep doing this. Yeah. yeah. I think the next step is for us to come on your guys' show, if you'll have us. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Twice now we've had Better you idea. on and Zach tonight. That's true. We're honored we to have being, you. Yeah. We are being selfish. It's it's only time Well, this is a co-release, so it's like, it's kind of like we're on your show. I, no, I agree. Right? I'm just joking. <laughs> but, yeah, this is cool. Thank you guys so much for coming over. Yeah, thank you for having us, guys. We appreciate it. And if you guys are listening on the Better Ideas platform, then be sure to go to the Round Earther Society podcast and check them out. I give it a 10 out of 10. And vice versa, if you're listening on the Round Earther Society, go and check out Better Ideas. Hell yeah. All right, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, guys.